Welcome to the It Gets Easier podcast. My name's Heather, and I'm a licensed clinical mental health counselor that also has anxiety and panic attacks. I'm super passionate about helping people work through the struggles that come with having mental illness. In this podcast, I'll be talking about some of my own experiences with mental health, as well as some tools, tips, and tricks that I've learned to help not only myself, but some of the clients I've worked with. So if you're ready for some real talk about mental health that's going to help you feel a little less alone in this crazy world, then let's get to it. Hello, hello. Welcome to this episode of the It Gets Easier podcast. I am so happy that you're here today. If you listened to last week's episode, then you already know what this episode is going to be about. If you haven't listened to last week's episode, I highly suggest you go back and listen to that before you listen to this one, just because it's going to be a continuation of my time at the Empower Her Live event that was hosted by Keisha Get Mary or her maiden name, Keisha, Get- Keisha Fitzgerald. This event, I truly believe, changed my life, and I will get more into that and like the effects it's had on me later. But first, I want to jump into the day two speakers. The first speaker... Oh my gosh, this woman blew me away. She was, like I said, a surprise speaker, and her name is Jamie Kern Lima. If you've never heard of this woman before, highly suggest go find her on social media, Jamie Kern Lima. Just look her up. She is an incredible human being. She is a New York Times bestselling author of her book, Believe It, which we got copies of and I'm reading and it her story is so just amazing and so inspiring so highly suggest you go look into that and she is the founder of it cosmetics which if you you've probably heard of it cosmetics if you know makeup if you haven't it cosmetics was the brand that I said she created she founded and this brand is all about well let me try to say it is all about makeup for everybody makeup for the people any skin like any skin not skin color any skin color any like skin deformities that's not the right word skin disorders things like that because jamie herself has rosacea which is essentially if you don't know what it is it's where your skin is like you have like really red like red splotches and blotches on your face and and she worked as a tv news anchor for a little while and she would find when she'd go on the news, she would any makeup she used would crack under the heat of the bright lights. So she decided to come up with her own solution and created her own makeup brand to just fix that solution to for makeup of for any woman any need. So her she's turned into a success story. She had so many people telling her no from Sephora to Ulta to QVC, just all these places. She didn't take no for an answer. She kept pushing and pushing. And she ended up selling her company to L'Oreal for $1.2 billion. You heard me right. $1.2 billion, making her the first female CEO in L'Oreal's history. Like, that's insane and so incredible. And the only reason she got there is because she didn't take no for an answer. She knew what she, she knew in her heart and her mind that what she was doing was worth doing. And she wasn't going to take somebody telling her no stopping her because she knew it was something that was needed and something that was on her heart and she knew that she needed to get it out there regardless of what other people thought so now with saying all that giving her a little introduction she's also the mom of two children which amazing mom all that good stuff yes (laughs) that sounded super awkward but we're gonna get straight into talking about Jamie and her speech and just Oh my gosh, her speech blew me away. Like, I didn't know what to expect. I'd heard her story on Keisha's podcast before, but like hearing her live just, it was like she found a part in my heart and in my like soul that I didn't know existed. And just like, I had the hugest breakthrough during this like exercise she had us do, which I will actually give you some of the questions and stuff that she did through the exercise, just because I want you guys to be able to dig into yourselves and do it for yourselves. But first, one of the first things that stood out to me that she said was, you're not crazy, you're just first. 
That's such a crazy thing to think about. You're not crazy. You're just first. Because I feel like that puts so much into perspective because a lot of times when you're the first person to do something, a lot of people are going to look at you and be like, you're insane. Why are you trying to do that? Like, it's never been done before. So what makes you think you can do it? It's like, you have to almost put yourself into the perspective of, why not me? I have this thing on my heart that I know I want to do. And... You can only be the first person to do it if you try and do it. If you let the people telling you or listening to the people telling you don't do it, you're crazy for doing it, you're not going to do it. But in order to make it happen, you have to try. Another thing she said that really stood out to me was, when you're doing something that's never been done before, don't be surprised when experts and touted visionaries can't imagine it's going to be successful, which is true, I think, for anything. It doesn't even have to be experts in, like, the visionaries. I think this is true for anybody, anywhere. If you tell somebody that you're trying to do something that's never been done before, they don't, they can't imagine you being able to do it because people can only imagine things a lot of times that they've seen happen. They can't imagine things that haven't been done before. But imagine if every person that invented something listened to those doubters, listened to those people telling them, it's, you can't do that. It's not going to be successful. If you listen to those people, and we wouldn't have any of the stuff that we have now. We probably wouldn't have cell phones. We wouldn't have the technology we have. We wouldn't have anything. We probably wouldn't have podcasts because people didn't listen to the naysayers, listening to the so-called experts. We have so much more success and so much more out there than we ever believed because we had people that didn't listen to that. They grew, They knew what they wanted to do, and they went for it. Imagine if you had that mindset to just go for whatever you wanted to happen. Like You could do so many things if you just stopped being afraid of what other people are going to say. If you have something on your heart that you know in your heart could change the world or change your life, why not go for it? The worst that happens is what? You don't make it? You fail? Like, then find something else. You, But the only way you really fail is if you give up and just stop. You're never a failure if you just keep trying or you learn from your mistakes. Because that's what the best people do. They don't see their failures as, oh, I'm a failure. I suck. They look at them as, okay, that's what I can't, that's what I shouldn't do. Let me find another way to do that. They look at the perspective. They look at the mindset and they change their mindset to not let bring themselves down. So this leads me to the next quote that she said that kind of goes along with that. They can't imagine things being successful that haven't already been successful. We kind of talked about that. So we're going to move into the next one. She said was empower her to empower herself. I'm going to read that again. Empower her to empower herself. To me, that was so powerful hearing that. Like, power. (laughs) But to me, that was just so powerful to hear that. Because I feel like a lot of times in society, we have people that don't build each other up. We live in a society where people are judging each other and comparing themselves to each other. But they're not trying to empower the other person. They're trying to either bring them down or point out their insecurities. It's like, why do we do that in society? Why don't we build each other up more? Like, but that is one thing I do have to say going back to the event is... I cannot tell you how refreshing and how just wonderful the experience was to have a group of women surrounding me that were just empowering each other. There wasn't like a power struggle. There wasn't like a, she's better than me. We'll be like, no, we were building each other up, making each other feel so good. We were supporting each other. Like I was in a room full of basically strangers and I feel like I left there with so many friendships that like I never expected friendships and connections that like... I feel like I only dreamed of, but because I put myself in the room and let myself be vulnerable, like it opened myself up to things that I never imagined. And I'm so grateful the experience. So like I said, we'll get more into that later, but I feel like it kind of built on what I was talking about. So I had to go there. So now going back to into the, some of the things that Jamie was saying, one of the ones that really stood out to me was setbacks are setups for where we're supposed to go. To me, I feel like that kind of leads back into the mindset and the perspective type thing. If your perspective is that a setback is just a failure and that that setback means that I should just give up, then 
you're not going to get anywhere. You're probably just going to probably feel miserable. You're going to feel your self-esteem is going to be terrible because you're re- you're reminding yourself that every failure just means that you're not good enough. Well, that's not true. You have to think of it in a positive perspective. Like she said, setbacks are setups for where we're supposed to go. As I was talking before, you have to look at the setbacks not as a negative thing, but as a positive. This setback is telling you that, hey, this is a this is not the way you should be going about it. Let's go look at it a different way. Let's look down this other path. I feel like by looking at it that way, it's putting it in a more positive spin on it. And it also could be setting you up for more success. But the only way to do that is to keep trying. Because if you don't keep trying, your goals are never going to happen. That's just the reality of things. And another thing that she said, I'm going to be saying a lot of things that she said, so just be prepared for me saying that a lot. (laughs) She said, your gut is always more powerful than anyone else's advice. Like, to me, that was just like, wow. Your gut is always more powerful than anyone else's advice. I feel like it's that's so true, especially for me. I feel like I get these gut reactions to things and like, I hear people saying, well, you shouldn't do this and you should do that. But it's like my gut reaction told me, like one of the most recent ones I think it was making this podcast. My gut reaction was, you need to make this podcast. You need to put yourself out there. Stop being afraid. Stop listening to the naysayers or like, because like just different people, like family, different people saying like, why are you making a podcast? Like nobody's going to listen to that. All these different things. And it to me, it was like my gut was like, no, you need to do this. Like, you need to turn the negative mind off and go for it. Because something that Keisha, I remember always saying, was always saying, is that you don't know who needs to hear what you have to say. And the world could just be waiting for your words. You were the person that you could be waiting to hear. But you're holding yourself back and not letting people hear your greatness. If you're just holding yourself back and be like, well, no one's going to listen. But a lot of times, someone is waiting to hear from you, but they will never hear from you if you don't put yourself out there. So, yes. Another one. Another thing she said that Jamie said was, know your why and fly, girl, fly. When I tell you this room, like, erupted, was like, woo! (laughs) It was so crazy because it was just like, it was one of those things that just sounds like a silly catchphrase. But when you hear it, you're just like, it makes so much sense. Know your why. Know why you're doing things. Know what your, not what your determination is. Know what your reason is for doing what you're doing. And just take it and run with it. Use that as your motivation. Use it as the reason you get things done. You have to have a reason for why you're doing things. Otherwise, what's the point? If you don't have something motivating you, something that's, pushing you then you're never going to get things done you have to have a reason for doing what you're doing and then jamie went on to tell us a story about all the like i said before how she would shop to all these places and selling her products and people would tell her no all the time people told her no for different reasons whether it was because she wasn't pretty enough or because she wasn't the model look or that people didn't understand her vision or they're like it's a good product but we're just gonna pass and just but she what she said was this guy gave me a no but god gave me a knowing which goes back to listening to your gut instincts listen to your gut feelings if you know something deep down in your soul and something that you should be doing something that you're passionate about then go for it don't listen to the naysayers don't listen to the people telling you that oh no one needs to hear from you that idea is stupid blah 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 like no if you if your gut is telling you that you need to put this out there you need to do this then freaking go for it because the world may need your message, may need whatever you need to do, but you're only hurting yourself and you're hurting everybody else by not letting yourself be you and putting your ideas out there. Now we're going to turn the corner a little bit with Jamie and we're going to go into more talking. We've been talking a lot about listening to your gut feelings, listen to setbacks and everything. So now we're going to turn more into the self-doubt lane. What she said was when you let yourself doubt get loud and you don't turn down the volume on it, you risk ending up talking yourself out of your own truth. You risk doubting yourself out of your own destiny and you risk never becoming the person you're born to be. We start to live our lives living in plain sight. It means you could be the biggest extrovert in the room, but if no one knows how you're actually feeling, 
It's the, and another example of that would be like you could be on a call with your boss and you could have this amazing idea, but you're holding back because you're afraid that your boss isn't going to want to hear it or they're just going to turn you down. But that's hiding in plain sight because what if you decided, no, I'm going to put myself out there. I'm going to tell my boss my idea. The worst thing that happens is he's like, nah, we'll pass. No, we're not going to do that. But you don't know if you don't try. So this leads me in to the journaling exercise that Jamie had us do. I'm going to kind of do it along. I wasn't planning on doing this. I was just going to read what I wrote already. But I feel like I'm going to redo this a little bit and be a little vulnerable on here because I feel like that's what people need to hear. I feel like people don't get anything out of fakeness and out of like the fake like, oh, like making up something like, no, I want to be vulnerable. I want to talk about like maybe, I don't know, just talk about my reality and my self-doubt too. So the first question she said was, what's one way in your life right now that you're hiding in plain sight? I feel like for me, one way I'm hiding in plain sight is by holding back on being myself. I feel like a lot of times I tend to water myself down because I feel like in the past I've been looked at as weird, like not normal, like those types of things. And I feel like for me, I water myself down or I try to act more normal because I want to fit in instead of just being myself and letting people see who I really am. And I feel like a lot of times, too, I'm hiding in plain sight by just being afraid of letting myself be vulnerable. Because that is one thing I do know that I do, is when I'm in public or when something bad happens, I will not let myself cry in public. I won't let myself be vulnerable because I'm always afraid that people seeing me cry will be seen as a weakness. But I'm also, which sounds really silly because I'm a therapist and I'm always telling clients, like, cry in front of me. I don't care. Like, it's okay to cry. It's okay to let out those emotions. But then I feel like I'm being a hypocrite by telling people, no, don't, like, telling myself that I'm not allowed to cry because people are going to look at me and be a hypocrite. But I feel like a lot of that stems from growing up. I would have family members telling me, like, I hope you're not crying in public. I Like, I would get upset at different, like, at work sometimes, or I would get upset with different things. And, like, instead of just, like, sitting there and, like, being upset, I would, like, go hide in the bathroom and cry. <laughs> because I was just embarrassed and I didn't want people seeing me cry. So I would go hide and just be upset. And I was like, why am I now like looking back on it? I'm like, why did I do that? Like, why was I not just honest and vulnerable with people around me? But I think a lot of that is because I'm so afraid of being judged. And honestly, I feel like I feel like I'm not worthy a lot of times. I remember before this event even happened, I remember writing to Keisha. I had a really bad day and I remember writing to Keisha and just being like I don't deserve to be here like in that room like there's gonna be so many amazing women there and like who the hell am I to be there like who the hell am I to be in this room like I'm nobody like there's gonna be all these amazing women there with all these businesses and podcasts and different stuff and while I had launched my podcast at the time I just kept telling myself like who I don't deserve to be there like what have I done I'm not I'm not good enough and it was just like obviously I don't feel that way now but like I was just I do still have my self-doubt thoughts of feeling like I'm not good enough, feeling like I'm not worthy, but it was definitely really, really hard, and I feel like I hide in plain sight a lot because I don't want to put sometimes put my ideas out there because I feel like people are going to think they're stupid or people are going to not like them or it's just going to be turned down because I've put ideas out there in the past or I've put myself out there in the past and just been turned down and I feel like I just let myself believe that those turn downs or those no's just mean that everybody's going to say no but I feel like what Jamie told us taught us was that no's are just they're just a word. They're not something that you should, if there's something you really want to do or there's something really passionate about, don't take no for an answer. Unless it's like, it's, we're like, there's certain situations where obviously no means no, but like if no is something that's stopping you from your business or your passion, then go for it. Stop letting people, stop letting the no stop you from doing something that makes you happy or making your dreams come true. 
Okay, so I know I said I wasn't going to read what I wrote, but I'm, I pulled my phone out because I feel like, again, I want to be vulnerable. I want to be honest. And I feel like the only way to do that is to actually read what I wrote, which is kind of a lot of what I've been saying. But yeah, so I wrote, one way I'm hiding in plain sight is putting myself down and telling myself I'm not capable or worthy of good things. That every no is just a sign that I'm not good enough. That because I'm not good enough, I'll never fully matter. I'll never get further in my job because I'm not good enough. I hold back because I don't want to look stupid. And then this is going to go into the next question that she asked was, what has self-doubt and hiding in plain sight already cost you in your life? This was, I think, the question that just hit me really hard. Like, I had to re-listen to the... I recorded the entire thing to get the... um to get the questions again and I recorded the what she said and I'm not kidding when I was listening to the recording I kept hearing myself just like sniffling back tears and like crying so that was really fun to listen to (laughs) but yeah let's get into that so the question I get said again was what has self-doubt and hiding in plain sight already cost you in your life I'm gonna read what I wrote where did I lead off at okay it's cost me so much. It's cost me friendships, jobs. It almost cost me this trip because I don't feel like I was worthy enough to be here. I told myself I didn't deserve to be here because I'm not worthy of being with these amazing women. If I don't change something now, this is going to be going to the second question, so we're going to stop there. But I'm going to and I'm going to put a little more on there of what is self-doubt and hiding in plain sight already cost you in your life. Like I said, it cost me, it's cost me a lot of stuff. It's cost me happiness. It's cost me jobs. It's cost me confidence. It's cost me so many different things because I told myself and made myself believe for so long that I wasn't worthy of happiness. I wasn't worthy of the good things. I wasn't worthy of any of that stuff because I'd been told no so many times. I'd been turned down so many times that it just became like a obviously I'm just I'm not good enough and I never will be good enough so I just need to accept that and it was really really hard to write that and to say that because I feel like after going to that event I'm like I don't know how I could have ever felt that way because just listening to the women surrounding me just like I had some like people coming up to me and like saying how they listen to my podcast and just being really nice to me and it's just that's not something I've experienced a lot in my life so it's just I was very appreciative of it because like I said I've never really had I've had that here and there in my life like I do have friends in my life that are very supportive of me but it was just this was like a different type of support I can't explain it it was just like it's not often you go into a room of like strangers and people you've never met and have people like hugging you and telling you how like how great you are and just telling you how like you're worthy and just like building you up. I feel like a lot of times when we go into new rooms, there's very much that like we're sizing each other up or we're making each other like comparing ourselves to each other. Whereas this was a room full of people that were there to build each other up and empower each other. And that was, like I said before, it was so just nice to be around. And it was so just, like, rewarding for me. And I feel like I, because I invested in myself, because I told myself, like, no, you need to be there. I got this experience that, honestly, years ago in my life, I never would have gone to. When I tell you, when I was in, like, high school growing up, like, I was the biggest introvert in the entire universe. I did not like to go anywhere unless I was with people I knew. Like, I didn't like talking on the phone. Like, I would not go anywhere unless I knew somebody was going with me. Like, I just, I missed out on so much because of my fears of not having friends around me or fears of people judging me instead of just owning who I am and just being myself I was so afraid of being judged that I held myself back from my own greatness that's what I've learned from that with this week (laughs) so yeah let's go into the next part was think of the age you are right now what the age will be five years from now what is hiding in plain sight and self-doubt going to cost you five years from now If I continue to hide in plain sight and do the same things I'm doing now, like, I just can see myself being so miserable, so just, 
I have been really depressed for a really long time, and I just feel like I can't continue to let myself go down this cycle and go down this road. I feel like this event, just the people surrounding me, has really turned my mindset around, and then I feel like I will not be in the same place five years from now. If I am in the same place five years from now, like it's not going to be good. And the same thing, the same question that you can ask yourselves is, what about 10 years from now? If you're still hesitating to be who you are, listening to the self-doubt, where will you be? I will not be in a good place. I will tell you that just straight up. Like, I will not be in a good place. But I'm telling myself now, I will not be in that place. I will not allow myself to... I will not allow myself to be in that depressed state again. I can't do that again. I, I won't. I'm really trying not to cry right now, but it's really hard. So we're just going to keep talking, and hopefully I won't, but we'll see. <laughs> All right, so the next question. What are you going to do starting today to stop hiding in plain sight? Let me see what I wrote because I don't remember. I think I said I was one thing I kept saying I was going to do was I was going to start doing collabs on my podcast. And that is something that's in my mind since I had the idea for the podcast. And that is something definitely started the wheels. And I've emailed a couple people, messaged a couple people. So hopefully we'll be getting that going soon. But I'm trying to think, like, what am I going to do to start hiding in I be more confident in myself? Which, funny fact about that actually is, I work in a group, like, group therapy type thing. And we did a an activity with the kids today. And we said, like, what do you respect about others? So we had them, like, kind of, like, telling what peers what they respect of themselves. And one of the kids wrote for me that I was confident. And when I tell you that put the hugest smile on my face, healing somebody else tell me that I was confident. Because I've never in my life felt like I was a confident person. So having, like, a kid tell me that, like, even if it was just a kid, like, it made me feel so good. Made me feel like maybe I'm doing something right. Maybe I'm not, like, <laughs> maybe I'm getting a little less introverted and a little more extroverted. Not that there's anything wrong with being introverted. To me, I like to tell myself that, like, it's okay to be introverted, but you need to put yourself out there a little more, you know? So, I'm going to leave that to you guys. What I want to hear from you guys, answer those questions. You can drop in the DMs. You can do whatever you want. But I really want you guys to take some time and go through those questions because, like I said, those were real breakthroughs for me. I know I didn't have, like, a huge breakdown on here, but it's not for lack of, like, it's just... I feel like you don't always have to have a breakdown to have a breakthrough. And for me, just talking about that stuff again really like brought those feelings back up, but also made me realize like how much of a different place I'm in now compared to just like two weeks ago when the event happened. Like to me, just knowing that my mindset is so different already from then, like just shows me how much I've grown already. And it makes me really excited for the future. But that is all I have for Jamie. We're going to move on to our next speaker, which was Amber. Yes, her name was Angie Lee. Angie Lee. Oh my God. I freaking love this girl so much. I, she is like a little, she is just amazing. I love Angie. I'm going to just keep saying, I love Angie. I love Angie. <laughs> because the one thing she emphasized throughout her talk was own your weird. Like that was something to me that like growing up, I was like, I don't want to be weird. I want to be like cool. I don't want to be like a weird kid that's like people make fun of and stuff. But like Angie, seeing Angie up on stage, seeing her different, like I've seen her on social media before, obviously through Keisha's podcast and different things. But seeing her in person, seeing how she just owns her freaking weirdness, like it like lit a fire inside of me that I didn't know existed. And made me be like, why am I so afraid of being myself? Like this girl literally stood up on stage talking about her vagina. Like what? Like you don't see that from anybody. But the thing is, nobody sat there and judged her. Everyone was like cheering her on and making her feel so good. And that was just like so amazing. Like I said, this room was so different compared to anything I've ever been to before. And I don't go to a lot of things. But this room was just there was something different about it. And I highly, highly recommend if you get the chance, go next year. I will tell you more about next year later in the podcast. But let's get back to Angie. Angie is 
just this amazing podcaster. She does Angie Lee podcast. She is the founder of My Soul CBD. She's a hype woman. She's a speaker. She's just she's just all around amazing, bubbly person, and I'm just obsessed with her. So we're gonna talk about Angie. Like I said, I'm obsessed with Angie. She's one of the greatest. So I got some pictures of her things. One of the things that the, 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 her PowerPoint said was own your weird. Here's the definition of weird. It's an adjective. The very thing that you are hiding or shrinking about yourself and is often the thing that will make you stand out. What makes you different is what makes you magnetic. So basically what makes you different is what makes you special. It's what makes you unique. If you look at your weirdness, your quote-unquote weirdness as a bad thing, you're going to feel bad about it. But if you look at those weird things about yourself, those weird traits, whatever, as like your special abilities, then you're going to feel so much better about them. And you're not going to be sitting there trying to hide them. You're going to put yourselves out there and you're going to find that either people are going to be like, eh, I don't want to be around that. Or you're going to find that more people are drawn to you and they want to find out more about you because you're being your real authentic self. If you're not being your real authentic self, then you're going to find a lot of people are, you're going to have a hard time hanging around with people because you're not going to be able to be truly authentically you. And it's really hard to be a fake person all of the time, let me tell you. Angie said, being unapologetically you is the greatest gift you can give to the world. And I wholeheartedly agree with that. Being yourself, being your true authentic self, just there's nothing more valuable than that because it's exhausting trying to be somebody that you're not. It really is. And if you just sit there trying to be somebody you're not, a lot of times people can tell when you're not being you, especially your friends or like people you're around a lot. They're going to start being like, what are you doing? Like, this isn't you. What are you doing? Like, be yourself because people are so much more drawn to your authentic and genuine self than they are to the they because people can see right through fakeness like just be you okay so angie gave us five things to think about what would you share if you knew that nobody would judge you what would I share if you knew nobody would judge you? I know one thing that I I do post about on Instagram and different things, but that I don't really talk about in public a lot is my love of wrestling and WWE. Like, I'm a huge wrestling fan. I don't, like, I feel like I don't advertise a lot about it because people think, because the first thing out of people's mouths is usually, you know WWE's fake, right? Like, you know this and, like, WWE's stupid and blah, blah, blah. But, like, to me, like, I love WWE. I find it so entertaining and so fun. And I've just, I've started to own that and be like, you know what? Like, I don't care if you think WWE is weird. Like, I love it. I think it's fun. You don't have to like it. You don't have to watch it. Like, don't look down on me because you don't like it. Like, I don't look down on other people for what they like. So don't look down on me because of what I like. Like, that's just more of a silly thing that I would share if nobody would judge you. But, like, there's a lot of things I would share if nobody would judge you. But maybe I'll do a whole other podcast on that. The second question Angie posed to us was, would you follow you? Would you buy from you? This goes out to those entrepreneurs and those social media people and things like that. Like, when you're trying to evaluate yourself and when you're looking at what you're putting on social media, would you follow yourself? Would you buy things from yourself? If you saw yourself on social media, would you buy stuff from yourself? Would you follow yourself on social media? I've said that a couple times now, but I think it's a very interesting question to pose to yourself. It's, I, that was a question I know when I took Keisha's podcasting class that she posed to us was like, would you follow your podcast? Would you subscribe to your podcast? If no, then maybe you should change directions. Maybe you should do something differently because I feel like a lot of times you have to be happy with what you're doing. And if you're not being yourself on social media, again, that goes back to you have to be your authentic self. And if you're not being your authentic self, people aren't going to follow that. People want real. So the next question, are you trading your authenticity for approval? Are you trading your authentic self to try and get approval from other people? Are you changing yourself because you think more people will like you if you act a certain way? If that's the case... Like, some people do that, and that's you, but I feel like for me, I've learned from this event that 
being your authentic self is so much more important than gaining anybody's approval. Because at the end of the day, the people that truly care about you, the people that truly want to be your friends, they don't give, excuse me, French, they don't give a fuck what you do. They care about you as a person. They don't care how successful you are. They don't care about those things. They care about, are you a good person? Are you somebody that's going to support me? Then hell yeah, I want you in my, I want you in my side. If not, then oh well. But they people want you to be authentic. They want you to be genuine because they a lot. I find that a lot of people don't aren't the authentic selves. That people have a hard time relating to them because they're like a lot of times that's what we see on social media those we do see the people that are only showing the good side of things but not the real side and I feel like I see more and more people going like you know like I follow this person because they're real I follow this person because they're real but like when you see the people on social media that they're just posting all their fancy things and all that stuff like to me that's all good and well but I want to follow somebody that's real and authentic I don't want to follow someone that just posts about the cool things they have you know all right number four what gifts are you holding back from sharing because you're afraid of being judged that goes back to the first one what would you share if nobody knew would if you knew nobody would judge you what gifts are you holding back from sharing because you're afraid of being judged oh my gosh that's such a loaded question i feel like maybe i'll just do a whole podcast on that so we're just going to go to the fifth question what are you afraid would happen if you were fully you yeah i really think i'm just going to do a whole podcast on just like angie and her questions because i'm obsessed with angie as I said she is just amazing and a beautiful soul and because of her I'm gonna own my weird and I'm gonna be myself more excuse me and I feel like I've been doing that more anyways so yeah and our next speaker was Aisha Marshall she is a expert in creative development and digital strategy she knows how to create a visual campaign that can She's the founder of AAM Consulting, a marketing consulting firm that specializes in bringing direct-to-consumer products to market. She's also the founder of a fine jewelry brand, White, W-H-X-T-E. She is an Arizona State alumni. She has a bachelor's degree in journalism and mass communication and a Juris Doctor from ASU Sandra Day O'Connell College, O'Connor College of Law. She was also an ASU spirit leader. She enjoys dancing in her free time. I'm going to go straight out and say, when I first heard the speakers for Keisha's event, I had no idea who Aisha Marshall was. I was just like, okay, she seems cool. Like, we'll see how she is. She was such a beautiful, genuine, like, loving person. Like, I was just... I love her. She was fantastic. And I did hear Keisha say that this was her first, like, keynote speaking event. I will tell you right now, I had no idea. Had I not known that, I would have never known. She was just so comfortable up there and so just amazing. And I honestly aspire to be that comfortable on a stage one day because that's one thing I'm, like, I hate public speaking. It terrifies the crap out of me. But I feel like that's one fear I want to try and conquer at some point is just getting over that fear of public speaking. But going back to Aisha, one thing she talked about a lot was butter, was being in your butterfly season and how to kick and get out of that cocoon, the cocoon season. Your cocoon season essentially is that changing season where you're, or not the cocoon season, to the changing season. It's like the season where you feel like you're stuck and you're trying to get to the next level, but you're just stuck trying to figure things out. So she gave us some little tips and three steps that you can do to get yourself out of that cocoon season and become your butterfly. The first thing is your space around you, the space in your mind. Clutter around you is a manifestation of clutter in your mind. Clean up the clutter. Basically, clean up the clutter around you, whether it be the literal clutter around you, whether you're like in a messy space or whether it's cleaning up the clutter in your mind. Maybe you have all these ideas in your mind and they just like, you're like, oh, I'll deal with it later. I'll do this later. Like, no, deal with the clutter now. For me, dealing with my clutter is at least when I had my anxiety really bad was journaling, getting those thoughts out of my head and writing them onto paper. Because once I got those thoughts out of my head, I was able to kind of focus more clearly and to like think more rationally. But if you're not letting those thoughts out, they're just gonna stay there and ruminate and they're not gonna go anywhere. And like in the clutter around me, 
I am not going to lie. I'm a messy person, but I feel like I feel like I was called out by Aisha with that, telling me the clutter around you is a manifestation of clutter in your mind. Like, I was like, well, damn, I guess I got to go home and clean. <laughs> and my room, it, it's not perfectly clean yet, but it's slowly getting there. But I feel like that was like a wake-up call for me to be like, maybe if I'm not so messy, like maybe my mind will be a little better. So we're trying that. Number two, remove things that clog your mental space. What can you free up mental space for and take inventory in your life? This goes back to kind of the stuff that Trent was talking about, like taking an audit of the people in your life. Are these people trying to help you or are these people trying to hold you back? If these people are holding you back, then you don't necessarily cut ties, but like know your boundaries with these people. Know what you can do and what you can't do with them. Remove the clog. Remove things to clog your mental space. Do more things with your life that allow you to be more open and like clear up the mental space so you're able to think more rationally. Again, that goes along with the journey, the self-care, things like that. And number three, vision. Create a clear vision. Don't do if you haven't done the first or second steps. Because if you try to create your vision while you still have all the clutter and all the stuff around you, like, it's not going to go very well. It's just, it's not. Like, <laughs> you can try, but like I just said, it's not going to go very well for you. Don't do it if you haven't done the first two steps. So again, step number one, your space around you, space in your mind, clean up the clutter. Number two, remove the things that clog your mental space. Remove the things that are weighing down your mind and putting you in a negative mind space. Okay. And number three, creative, clear vision, creative vision of what you want to do. And I, to me, that looks like creating like goals, creating like maybe having that one big goal that you're working towards, but in the meantime, putting little mini goals in between to get you to that big goal. Because I feel like a lot of times we focus on that big goal, but then we're like the steps in between just feel so down, just like, oh, I have to do this and that. But if you look at those things as little mini goals to reach that big goal, it makes the journey a lot more fun and it makes the journey a lot less miserable because you have those little things you're working towards in the meantime to get to that big goal. Does that sound right? Yeah? Awesome. And the last speaker was, oh my gosh, when I, t this woman is a like, for lack of a better word, she's a badass. Like, um, the only time I'd ever heard of her before was when she was on Keisha's podcast talking about Enneagram. She is the Enneagram queen. If you have any questions about Enneagram, like, she's your girl. Because she's very... But what I like about Tracy is not just that she's Enneagram real. It's because she's so real and authentic with what she says like she doesn't try to sugarcoat things she will flat out tell you exactly how things need to be and we all need somebody like that in our lives we need somebody that's not, that's going to cut the bs and going to tell you how it is so the one thing that stood out to me because i feel like this is going really long the one thing that really stood out to me that tracy said was you don't have to do shit you're choosing it you don't have to do things in life that are holding you back. You're choosing to do those things. You're choosing to stay stuck in that dead-end job. You're choosing to do the things that keep you miserable. You're choosing to do those things. If you're really that miserable, miserable, yes. If you're really that miserable, then do something about it. Make the changes. Because if you keep doing the same things over and over and over again, expecting a different outcome, that's literally the definition of insanity. You have to do things to change your life and to make things better. Now, before I leave Tracy, because Tracy's going to be a little, like, a little shorter because I was kind of tired at that point and I didn't write a ton of notes, but Tracy was just an amazing person. So I did end up doing her Enneagram Blueprint. And just if you don't know a lot about Enneagram, I highly suggest you go look into it. But I'm just going to do a little, little blurb here for a second. My whole time, I thought it was an Enneagram 6, and after doing her her little, her not her little, doing her assessment, I turned on an Enneagram 9, and, like, I feel like when after, like, reading the results, I was like, this thing is reading me like a book, and this is scary, <laughs> and I was like, oh, damn, like, I feel called out right now, like, what is this? I feel like at one point, I would love to do, like, a one-on-one -on -one session with Tracy, but, you know, money right now, but yeah.
at one point I would love to just because I feel like it'd be really interesting to hear her perspective and to hear more like talking news through with her about the Enneagram. So that would be really cool. But yeah, that is about all about from the speakers. So now I just kind of want to go dive into a little bit about my takeaways from the event, not just the speakers, but just the event as a whole. The event as a whole, I truly, truly believe was life-changing. It's affected my life in ways I never thought it would. It's brought me friends in my life that I never expected. I've always been this shy person that's never felt like I would be good enough or felt like people wanted to be around. So it was so, like, I keep saying I feel like it was so nice, but it was just, it was genuinely, like... It really meant a lot to me that people were going out of their way to be nice to me and making me feel appreciated because my whole life I've never really felt like I was truly appreciated or truly felt like I mattered. And that's one thing I feel like I've like said my whole life is I feel like I don't matter. But this was the first time in my life I've ever felt like I mattered and I felt important. So if you were at the event and you're listening to this, I thank you so much for making me feel like I mattered and making me feel so special because it truly meant the world to me. I could name all the people that I met there. I'm not gonna, I will, I've messaged them. They all know how much they mean to me and how special they made me feel, but I feel like I need to shout them out, do this on the podcast because I want people to understand how much this event really affected me. And I want people to understand that If you are thinking about, or if you're stuck in this, like, stuck in this negative mindset or self-doubt, or if you're doubting yourself, or if you have these dreams on your mind, or if you just want to shake things up and do something different, make new connections, because that's one thing I thought going into this event was, like, this is going to be a bunch of entrepreneurs with businesses and different stuff, and it really wasn't. People were genuinely there not to push their businesses, not to push their podcasts, not to push any agendas. They were genuinely there to just make connections and meet people and just... It was so nice and just, I've never felt more welcome and I would love to see maybe like friends around me go next year. I would love to just like, I know I'll be going in next year. If I haven't mentioned it, I'm going to mention it now. Empower Her Alive 2023 is going to be from September 22nd to September 24th in Denver, Colorado. I know I'm going to have my ass there. Like, After everything that's gone this year, like, I can't miss it. Like, this event meant so much to me. And I know I need to be in that room again. Because if I've only changed this much just from being there one time, like, imagine another year and another year. For me, like I said, this is all about building connections. And just, it was such a special event. And to end things, I want to talk about Keisha and Jackie. Keisha Get Mary and Jackie Koba. Kuba? I'm sorry if I'm saying your name wrong, Jackie. You know I love you. <laughs> I I met both of these women at the event. These are the women that pretty much put this event together. Jackie it was more of the behind-the-scenes woman. She does all the like logisticals and all the numbers stuff. Whereas Keisha is more of like the here's the ideas, like, and Keisha's the one that or not Keisha. Jackie's the one that helps to make them happen. These two are, like, the dynamic duo that, like, everybody needs in their life. Jackie and Keisha are genuinely the sweetest people in the entire world. Their whole—and they could have gone to that event and just made it about themselves and, like, been like— Keisha especially, because this was her event. This is her—this was her baby. Empower Her Live was, like, it's based on her podcast. And she could have very easily just been, like— I'm just going to go and say hi to a couple people and, like, do the event and blah, blah, blah. But, like, no. She made sure that any person that wanted to meet her met her. She would stand there and hug people. She would, like... It wasn't, like, sometimes I've seen with meet and greets and different people. Like, I don't even know if I want to call Keisha a celebrity because I don't even know if she would consider herself a celebrity. But, like, I feel like in terms of, like, this event, we're going to call her a celebrity. But, like, I feel like when you meet celebrities, a lot of times they will just kind of go the, hi, how you doing? Picture, okay, bye. Like, Keisha 
did not do that at all. She genuinely, like, sat there, like, had eye contact, like, asked you how you were, and, like, if you talked to her on social media before, she remembered exactly who you were, and she made you feel so special and so important. Like, the genuine connection was so real there. Like, she made sure that she took the time to meet with everybody regardless of how long it took. Like, she made sure to take at least a good couple minutes with every single person that wanted to meet her, took pictures with people that wanted to meet her. It was just, it was truly incredible. And it just shows the kind of person that Keisha is that instead of just trying to, like make a quick buck and like just be like hey like and doing like quick photo up here and they're like she made sure that every person that wanted to connect with her connected with her she made sure that people felt special and important at this event she made sure so many times to be like connect with people do this like this event isn't about me this event is about you guys connecting and being here for each other make sure one thing that she emphasized so much over the weekend is make sure you're being present where your feet are which was why I tried to stay off of my phone a lot of the times because I wanted to be present in the room like Keisha said you need to be present where your feet are and I've been trying to do that more even outside of the event because I feel like it is really important to be present where your feet are. Be present with the people around you. So, Keisha, if you're listening to this, I love you so freaking much. Thank you so much for creating this event and for doing everything you do. And also, now I have to do a little shout-out to Jackie. Jackie is incredible she like i had talked to her a few times before the event just talking about like dms on instagram and stuff but like i'm always like shocked when people know who i am because i to me i've always been the person that's like no you're not memorable you're not important and like having people know who i was just based off social media like blew my mind and made me feel so great so i appreciated that so much and like jackie is so sweet and so kind i saw her multiple times throughout the weekend like the day that I left, I met, just saw her in the hotel lobby and she came up and gave us all a hug and like, like was just so sweet and so kind and couldn't have been more like of an amazing person. She's an amazing kind heart and I'm so grateful that I know her and consider her a friend and just this event was truly incredible and I've been talking long enough about it. I could go on and on and on, but if you have any more questions, if you were at the event and you want to talk about it more, if you want to connect either about the event and you were at the event, if you want to connect to know more about the event, if you're interested in going next year, drop in my DMs at Miss Heather Magic, M-S-H-E-A-T-H-E-R-M-A-G, I-C-K. That's on Instagram. You can get me on Twitter, wherever you want. I don't care. Just reach out to me. Let me know your thoughts. And I thank you so much for listening. This is going to be a really long episode. So if you hung on through all of this, I appreciate you so much. And until the next episode, I love you and I will talk to you soon. Bye. Thank you so freaking much for listening. If you connected with any part of the episode today, I would love it if you shared it on your Instagram story. Also, make sure to tag me in it so I can thank you for sharing and showing the podcast some love. I am so incredibly grateful for you allowing me to be a part of your daily routine. So until next time, remember, it gets easier.